0: If works of Martin Scorsese were not so absorbingly effective, one would have tempted to call him a show-off. He simply loves to revel in his style and wears his love for his craft as a badge of honor. Good thing is that his showmanship comes from his excellent command over the language of cinema and mastery over various ingredients that go into making a truly great movie. What makes this good thing work is his ability to deploy his skills to realize his vision. In him, we see a happy synthesis of a consummate storyteller and a visual stylist. With his extraordinary skills in both style and substance, he chose a role of outsider and stuck to deploy his skills to realistic portrayal of gritty urban landscapes. His saga is replete with defining motives of cellulite lore of past almost four decades. His two defining sensibilities, Catholic religious themes, he trained to be a priest, and fascination with gangsters, he grew up in Little Italy area of New York, were leveraged to deal with fluent portrayal of reality of American life in particular, and more importantly, life in general. He chooses his themes and builds his story like a clockwork, which is absorbing in its effortless complexity and flawless execution. Themes like the love for technology or wonderment created by curiosity. Hugo comes to mind. Corruption by power and greed and betrayal. All his gangster movies fall in this genre. Joy of talent and music. His documentary of Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan are in this category. Catholic sin, that is exemplified by Mean Street, and aloneness. The greatest example is Taxi Driver. It all gets fleshed out with powerful performances, made-to-order editing, and camera movements that capture the spirit of the story. He uses his camera like a pen and impels viewer to read his scenes. He is capable of creating a point-of-view shot without using POV shots. A perfect marriage of craft and emotions. emotions. This visual calisthenics is not jarring as it works on the inherent grammar of his stories. Scorsese has complete tonal control over what is appearing on the screen. He maintains that control with a sure-footedness which is an innate quality with Scorsese. He has honed his technological virtuosity to amazing sophistication. However, this sophistication has always been subservient to his greatest gift, the gift of storytelling. He has a knack of grasping the central theme of the story and portraying that with gritty realism and a lyrical control over the flow of the story. Another thing that makes a Scorsese movie so captivating is his enthusiasm for his subject. As late Roger Ebert said in his review of Goodfellas, the film has the headlong momentum of a storyteller who knows he has a good one to share. Scorsese is able to convey that enthusiasm to the audience and makes them an accomplice in his storytelling. Martin Scorsese was born on November 17, 1942, in Flushing, New York, to Charles and Catherine Scorsese, who later often made cameo appearances in Scorsese films. As a child, he suffered from severe asthma his condition, restricted his outdoor activities and helped him develop a relatively solitary passion in movies. Given the devout Catholic atmosphere at home, he studied to become a priest. Eventually, he found a stronger calling in films and enrolled in film school at New York University. His a student of hers, like, what's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this, a nine-minute movie? It's not just you, Murray, a 15-minute movie were noted favorably. After another short film, The Big Shave, in 1967, he completed his first feature, Who Is That Knocking At My Door, in 1969. He formed two partnerships in this movie, which came handy in his entire career. One was with actor Harvey Keitel, and other was with editor Thelma Schoonmaker, who has played a defining role in Affirmation of Scorsese's Visual Style. For the next three years, he taught films at New York University, worked on documentaries, shifted to Hollywood, directed Boxcar Bartha, and he came back to New York and made his first great movie, Mean Street, in 1973. About Mean Street, New York Times says, Mean Streets established many of the thematic stylistic hallmarks of the Scorsese oeuvre. His use of outsider anti-heroes, unusual camera and editing techniques, Dwelling obsessions with religion and gangster life and the evocative use of popular music. It was this film that launched him to the forefront of a new generation of American cinematic talent. The film also established Scorsese's relationship with actor Robert De Niro, who quickly emerged as the central on-screen figure throughout the majority of his work. His Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore brought Ellen Burstein a Best Actress Oscar in 1974. And a Best Supporting Actress nomination for the co star Diane Ladd. His gifts were reaching their fruition and found a resounding manifestation in one of the all time great movies of cinema history, Taxi Driver. Paul Schrader's screenplay found that rare coming together of all the elements to create a perfect harmony. Harmony? Harmony is a curious word to use for the gorgeous chaos that was Taxi Driver. The movie is a veritable study in how to depict links between individual and societal pathology. Scorsese hit on language that can be used on cellulite to portray mental decline, corrosive impact of loneliness in a society, relentlessly pouring excuses of violence for an emotionally challenged person. de Niro rose to the task with gritty determination, music, cinematography, performances, editing. And direction created a wonderfully weird tapestry that made every quixotic turn natural and even hitting a receptive chord in the audience. Travis Bickles, the De Niro's cabby driver character, his complete alienation with humanity and his awkward attempts to have normal contacts with fellow humans had outlandish turns. You may remember when he took his date to a pawn theatre in all his earnestness, Or the conversation with the presidential candidate in the car that progresses from flattery to ilham. Or his interaction with the child prostitute. All this led to deepening of a story and audience felt engrossed in the splendid unfolding of a complex story. For the audience, every jarring incident is a comforting marker in the journey of the story. That inherent order in the chaos that is what made Taxi Driver the movie that it is. He remained prolific in coming days, though with relatively moderate success. New York, New York, a musical starring De Niro and Liza Minnelli, was not received very well. He succeeded with his documentaries. His documentary of farewell performance of the band, shot on Thanksgiving Day of 1976, and star studied The Last Wars in 1978, were appreciated by the target audience. Filmed in black and white, Raging Bull, is regarded as his most ambitious movie and is ranked among his greatest de niro won the best actor oscar while newcomer kathy moriarty won a best actress nomination and thelma schoonmaker won an academy award for editing de niro cause easy team gave a middling satire in 1983 the king of comedy he directed after hours when his dream of directing the last temptation of christ fell through due to pulling off plug by the studio after hours though lesser known among his movies has been called an exercise in pure filmmaking a nearly flawless example of well itself the color of money got him more commercial success and oscars for his stars paul newman and mary elizabeth he started 1990s with a masterly good fellas the film epitomizes grasp over gangster genre he is a master of simmering violence that works as a lubricant for the story. Age of Innocence and Kundan were worthy exercises in different styles. He ended the millennium with return to the urban reality in Bringing Out Dead with Nicholas Cage. In the new millennium, Scorsese attained what every artist dreams of, a great late style a second wind. He is making great movies at will, starting with Gangs of New York, a larger-than-life violent period drama. He went on to make biopic like Aviator, a documentary on Dylan and Stones. 2006 brought Best Director Oscar for him for The Departed, an adaptation of Internal Affairs. To quote Ebert again, what makes this a Scorsese film and not merely a retreat, is the director's use of actors locations and energy and its buried theme i am fond of saying that a movie is not about what it is about it is about how it is about that's always true of a scorsese movie scorsese has continued making quality films if shutter island stopped at very good hugo came out to be great a very far cry from violent gangster movies hugo show Scorsese has continued making quality movies. If Shutter Island is topped at very good, Hugo came out to be great. A very far cry from violent gangster movies, Hugo showed Scorsese, almost 70 at that time, in full command of his gifts and weaving his cellulite poetry, leveraging his awesome technical skills for a fluid storytelling experience. That golden streak has continued. After Hugo, in 2013, The Wolf of Wall Street has emerged as a modern classic. His 2016 Silence is termed as the best movie of the year. And his triumphant Irishman on Netflix is still getting rave reviews. And his upcoming Killer of the Flower Moon is eagerly awaited. His advanced age, not with his standing, Martin Scorsese is at the top of his form. One only hopes that he maintains that headlong momentum of a consummate storyteller and continues to enthral us for a very long time to come. So this brings us to the conclusion of my first podcast. And I hope to drop at least one episode every week and uh, i'll continue a series on uh, film personalities modern artists and uh, tv series and generally modern cultural landscape in case you are finding it useful or interesting just subscribe the podcast thank you so much